0: Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Recovering Academics with Antoinette and Elizabeth. In this episode, Elizabeth actually shared an article with me that we were able to discuss about looking back on the impact and consequences of things that we have placed in motion or had a hand in placing in motion. So sit back and enjoy. Okay. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Antoinette. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Very excited about this next episode of Recovering Academics.
0: Me too. So tell me about this article that you found.
1: Okay. So I am reading, I I read this article um, and it was a follow-up. It's like a six-year follow-up to a previous article. So um, let's see here. It is from Lee Burdett Williams. So um, in... I think 2015 or 2016 uh, she had written about being the Dean of sexual assault and wrote, uh, wrote about or explained sexual assault on campus and the various, um, the various ways that they have tackled sexual assault on, on her, on, on her campus. Um, and also uh, this notion or pushing that notion at that time that, um, that, that being intoxicated, if, if one is intoxicated, they can't give consent, which is sort of a game changer when we talk about um, sexual assault on campus, because uh, oftentimes alcohol or drugs, oftentimes alcohol is, a, is, is something that seems to be part of the narrative. Yes. So anyway, she she had written this. And then um, recently, in, in the, the recent years, she was invited to speak to a group of parents of young men who are, or and, and scholars who are accused of sexual assault mm-hmm. and who've had their careers ruined by it. So um, she asks about, she very poignantly asks in this updated article, um, have she, uh, you know, have I ruined anyone's lives, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or have, have, have my colleagues and I, you know, to what extent is this, um, is this problem and, you know, that she was well-meaning at, at, you know, well-meaning throughout, Mm -hmm. but now facing the realization that there may be another imbalance of power that, that, um, that has resulted in the, the very strong fight. And we can't maybe it's not that strong, but the fight against sexual assault on campuses, Mm -hmm. um, that there are young men who are uh, accused and it ends up ruining their college career. Uh, It drives them to suicide, for example, in in extreme cases. Yeah. So it's an interesting article because this follow up article, because this is someone who has left her profession and who is struggling with, you know, I thought I was doing right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's something that I can relate to because I look back at my, at my career and I, my heart was always in the right place, but I have to ask that same question. What kinds of decisions did I make? You know, and they're hard. Mm -hmm. It's always something there's a decision is made at the expense of another opportunity. Um, how, what are those long-ranging effects? Now, she left as a result, not, maybe not as a result of that particular incident of, of having to, to to speak with the parents and the discomfort of that. But um, I, I, I think there's that, that sentiment of damned if you do, damned if you don't. The mm-hmm. problems that we face are so great that any action we take will have unintended consequences. So that's what um, I find very interesting in these two articles.
0: Okay, so I like I like this first of all, I have to applaud the author for being willing to at least turn around and write a follow up to something that she published previously, you know, mm-hmm. because in her case, she could have just said, Yeah, what I did had some poor consequences, but so what? you know she could just ride off into retirement and be happy with the rest of her life if she wanted to. I feel like there is some sense of responsibility that's in that, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I, I've been really having to ask myself continuously, at what point do we stop going back? Like, do we do we put a limitation on how far we stop going back? And now here, I'm taking this example of this article that you're talking about, and I'm sort of applying it to a lot of other things that are also taking place where um, there was something that was started or founded with really great intentions. And it sounded really awesome. And the hearts were in the right place when it was all coming together. But then later on, we come to find out that there's this side effect or, you know, this, this unfortunate byproduct, And it's like, dang, you know, now we have another problem on our hands. And now I'm really mad about the people who, and it's like, what, but, but then, okay. So my question is, where do we put a limit on that? Because like, for for example, affirmative action. Mm -hmm. Affirmative action is something that, you know, it gets tossed around all the time as being this thing that is either helping some people or hurting some other people. And we've seen evidence that affirmative action can absolutely help the people it was intended to do so for. Mm -hmm. But it can also result in people who are very qualified being passed up People who, um, who have been with the company for longer and who have more experience suddenly being ignored or not given an opportunity for advancement, stuff like that. And so, um, it kind of seems like, cause you said that the first article was 2015, which would have been pre me too, like pre me too.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the only thing that we were really talking about that was kind of Me Too related was Cosby in 2015, but even that was kind of an outlier. We weren't on the Me Too kick just yet, yeah. and now we've had Me Too, and we have just a lot of revelations that are happening in the media right now. Free Britney, you know, you 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 yeah. name it, and so... Um, This turnaround perspective, you know, she's had an opportunity to experience those things and witness some of that and, you know, see how the world has changed, which I mean, it's relevant, but at the same time, like, I just wonder at what point do we stop doing that? Otherwise it feels like we're just going to keep turning over everything. And I mean, maybe that's the point. I know we're supposed to change, right? I think,
1: um, it, it's funny. You, your, your question to me is uh, resonates in, in a strange way. Mm-hmm. I recall um, when I uh, when, when I first started college, so we're going to go back in the way back machine close to the <laughs> years. Um, I remember <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember being flabbergasted that I encountered classmates who were against columbus day and when they explained it to me um i thought well why do we have to bring that up that was so long ago you know can we just celebrate the success of a new country mm-hmm. you know or a new a new land mass and, and opportunity for uh you know um in history you know the, the, good things have come out yes. of this country okay mm-hmm. So I I had that for the longest time and thinking, should we be going back? Should we be picking at scab? Should we be investigating? But now I find myself on the other side of it. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's the time we live in. Maybe it's accumulation of events in my own life that I'm not fully aware of how they've impacted me. But I say, I think we should. Mm -hmm. I think we should go back. I think it is important to look back and say, And we can use that example of Columbus Day and and, and such that that we can look back and see how it's flawed, that mentality of I'm just going to go and take this land. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm discovering it. I know other people already currently live on it, but I'm discovering it, you know. Um, <laughs> so there's there's um, we, we can laugh at that. We can think of, yes, this led to genocide and all that. But we also created a country founded on beautiful principles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and there's a, a lot of success from our country. You and I personally have benefited Yes. Um, from a lot in this, in, in our country, uh, in, in all the lives and ideas and such that built us to this point, mm-hmm. um, that being said, should we ignore some of the seedier sides? And I don't think we should, I think we do need to go back. And I think we do need, um, to challenge that and be able to appreciate, yes, we have this great, um, we have this great success. The, uh, you know, we, we have this great success in these areas, but on the other side, there's some net negative, uh, negative results. Um, and I think, I think, It doesn't, the the bad things that have happened, if we go back and we look at institutional racism, you know, and we're saying, and it's easy to to wave the flag if you've been on the side that's been reaping all the benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's easy to be patriotic and such. Um, It's easy to trust vaccinations if you've been on the, the, the if you, your people have never been um, tested or knowingly tested right, <laughs> um, yes. or experimented upon. Uh-huh. Um, it, so there, there, there are those charms, but I think too, to know that there's an other side to it so that we can address it and learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it takes away from, from the benefits. I think it just gives us a broader picture and not one of us is um, immaculate. Maybe we do have to go back and look at, so I don't know if it's, I I don't think we should dwell in the past, but we should acknowledge these are the mistakes we made. These are successes. These are the mistakes we made. Let's not repeat the mistakes. Let's try to build on the successes, but in ways that aren't causing more problems.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, the, the conclusion that I keep coming back to when I look at this, because I watched, um. There was a documentary that came out not that long ago, I think it was last year, that covered like the advent of social media. And you had people there talking about like, yes, I invented the continuous scroll, I invented the like button. And they are taking responsibility for the fact that, you know, these things are not that great anymore. They actually have caused some serious residual effects on the users that we were meant to, like we were... We were told to rope them in. We were told to get people addicted to this. And now we've done that so well that our society has been negatively impacted because of it, you know? And again, there, just like with the author of this article, uh, both of the articles, I, I do have to give, space to the fact that, you know, at least they are recognizing that, you know, there's some responsibility to be taken. Um, But at the same time, I don't think that trying to hold them forever accountable for these things is necessarily the right thing to do. That's when we get into like cancel culture type area. Mm -hmm. And I think that we would all just be doing a lot better if we could just recognize that, hey, yeah, that guy, Barack Obama's great. He, he is. He's a nice guy. He, he's a great orator. You know, Michelle seems to really love him as her husband. That's awesome. But he's also got some really negative things in his presidential career that, you know, if you went and looked them up, you'd probably be surprised. He was a Nobel Peace Prize recipient. And he also is responsible for the largest number of drone strikes over in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, I mean, they, but, but see, the people, if I say that <laughs> to the general public, that it's like, oh, why are you picking on Obama? Obama's a great guy. I love Obama. Okay, fine. He is still a great guy, you know? I mean, sure, but he's got negatives too, you know? And, and I think that we do better if we can see both rather than just, being so staunchly one way or the other, that's as far as I've gotten so far.
1: And it it is, and we are living in remarkable times because we are subjected to this fallout of being, um, riven apart. Mm -hmm. So our, our differences have been, have, um, the, 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 these notions of tribalism and such, um, and I, you know, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't hate the other side. <laughs> you know, I know. and I, I, I say that and I laugh very nervously about that. Like, that's not who I ever thought I would be.
0: Well, you know, and see, and I, I, I want nervously. revenge. Right? Yeah. You no, know, I laugh nervously because I'm like, wait, hold on, who's the other side?
1: <laughs> like, who who is the other? You know what? I don't even think it matters. Because for me to say I'm right, i 'm right I mean right now i I, I believe that i 'm trying to walk a righteous path, of course, <laughs> but I could be mistaken yeah, you know, and i 've been mistaken before, and I have um, You know, I I, I think I was mistaken before when I said, you know, we shouldn't talk about uh, or we shouldn't even explore all the the difficulties of colonization and Mm -hmm. and um, or we shouldn't we shouldn't challenge Columbus Day. I believe I was wrong. Mm -hmm. OK. Now, my 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 notions now, am I going to look back 20, 30 years from now, if I'm still around, am I going to say, oh, boy, I was really wrong when I was talking with Antoinette about that? Who knows, um, and maybe maybe you'll need to cancel me from your life at some point. who knows? I, I hope that's not the case, but it, it's um, if anything I, I I would like to use uh, to use these instances of being wrong mm-hmm. or recognizing some faults in my reasoning. I would rather use those I would rather discover them and use them to grow yeah and keep moving forward
0: most definitely and I would say that um I mean you've talked about your comparison between when you were in college and how you feel now I know that when I first started teaching I had the notion that we needed to get rid of Black History Month this was in 2011 yes and 2011 Antoinette felt like you know what are we really moving forward if we keep dwelling on all of these negative things can we concentrate on you know how we've grown since then very similar to what you felt when you were talking to your your colleagues back when your classmates when you were in college I was very staunch in that. And I remember one of my students, another Black woman, she was like, You know, I'm surprised at you. She wasn't offended or, you know, she didn't write me off, but she definitely said, You know, I'm surprised at you. And I said, Why? And she said, Because we don't have much in this country and you want them to take more away. And I said, I just feel like we are not able to grow if we don't move past some of these things. Now, <laughs> this was 2011. Um, oh, you
1: thought we were, we thought we would move past them. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that <laughs> cute, you know? Oh, you thought we wouldn't be racist one day. Oh. Yeah,
0: I was definitely drinking that post-racial society Kool-Aid that they were selling after Obama got elected the first time. I was mm-hmm. definitely on that train. And, um, you know, I can be honest about that. It was very easy to fall into that because if you are somebody who believes that you are moving your life forward and improving yourself in some way and improving the the lives of the people around you, then yeah, it's really easy. It's just like with the MLMs. Those people think that they're really going to change their life one day. And that's why they're so gung ho about it because that's their belief. And so Um, obviously now in 2021, those are not my feelings. If anything, I want more to be added for Black history. Let's focus on Black folks more. But, um, you know, that is an example of how I have also had to alter my thinking. And I'm like you, I, I've come to the conclusion that, you know what, I don't know what lays ahead, but as long as I step into situations looking to grow and learn, which means that I will also be uncomfortable at times, then I can at least get behind that because as long as I'm learning and growing, that's good. I don't want to ever stagnate. I see people stagnating right now and it makes me really sad.
1: And maybe, maybe that's what's, maybe that's part of our, worldwide discomfort. I mean, you can look at the, looking at the headlines yesterday, looking at how many riots are around the, uh, are around the world right now and for different
0: places. Yes.
1: And I commented Riley yesterday, ah, no one's happy. Um, but I want to, if, if I may, I'd like to bring in another, another concept here, um, by Warren Berger, Okay. uh, who, um, I think he wrote the big book of questions, mm-hmm. uh, and also wrote a, a, an article, um, on intellectual humility, uh, for, um, psychology today. And I think that that's sort of an, a, an interesting perspective that this notion of intellectual humility is arriving at a point where we recognize we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, coming into play in this, in, in these two articles from, from the, the former academic, um, the, the, the dean of, of rape cultures. As, as I didn't she, even
0: know that that was a position.
1: Um, well, no, they, actually, I think it, it was just a, a moniker that got uh, slapped on got her, it. Okay. Her, her, her articles, but, um, it, you know, I, I mean, I think that's what she's recognizing. And I think it's that, that extreme humility at that moment, what, I, I think that what I've done and I've worked so hard for mm-hmm. and that I've championed and I've marshaled my forces and everything. Now I have to stop and think also what, at what price, mm-hmm. you know, and who does it affect? And I, I think that does take a great deal of, um, that intellectual humility now. And I think I, if we think we are 100% right, that's what we're seeing right now that could change you from saying, you know, in 2011, we, we don't need a Black History Month mm-hmm. to now rethinking that maybe we do. Mm-hmm. It could be that we have people and we live in in a world, and I, I think it's not too odd and, and, and such, but that we have people who are digging their heels in mm-hmm. and who are, you can't say anything wrong about this country. You can't criticize this country. And it's it's out of fear. And I I get that. Who wants to say I don't want to say that I am racist um, or that I have harbored racist ideas or I have I and maybe let's even go beyond racism. Let's go broader than that. I don't want to say I'm biased. Mm hmm you know i 'm influenced by my ego. No one wants to admit that, um, but I think with a, a little bit if we 're doing what what, what um, Berger is saying, if we are able to question it, uh, question ourselves, question our motivations, we might be in a healthier place. He talks about he uses the metaphor of um, as we approach or how to practice intellectual humility. He uses a metaphor of whether or not, um, am I thinking like a soldier or a scout? Mm -hmm. And the soldier is the person who has to defend the way things are. Mm -hmm. And let's not, let's not dwell on the past. Let's not look at that. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to to trudge forward versus the scout who is looking for, well, what's out there. What just looking for answers. So, um, you know, and the more we challenge the soldiers, you know, the soldier mentality, the digger, the, the, you know, they become very defensive yes. and such. And I am both a soldier and a scout mm-hmm. challenge me on what I hold dearly. I, I may actually become more defensive. Um, hopefully maybe if I can think, if I can humor the possibility that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. um, maybe I can learn and maybe I can grow from it. And, and even still uh, still um, ho- have the same values, but understand them in, in, a, better, in a better way. And um, in that, with, with what Berger said, and just as a, a final note on that concept of that intellectual humility, that he asks a, an interesting question, um, or that we should be asking ourselves, do I enjoy the pleasant surprise of discovering I'm mistaken? hmm and I would, say, I would say that learning that, that pleasant surprise of being mistaken, clearly, this dean who left academia, um, it, it wasn't a pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. okay? But in some ways, I, I think even putting it out there and in, in publicly questioning herself and publicly mm-hmm. questioning her motives, I am hoping she got something out of that. I hope that that part was pleasant in dealing with something I really don't want to face right now, Mm -hmm. forcing myself to face it, to explore it. Am I coming out the other side, a better person? Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe, maybe if that's a possibility, can we look at, can we teach for example, not that we already are. We are not teaching critical race theory. So anyone (laughs) forget about it, it's not happening, but maybe we could teach it. And maybe that way we can look at it and say, look at all these wonderful things we've done as a country, but let's look at the faults that we've had and how we've excluded others. Mm -hmm. How do we move forward knowing this? Mm -hmm. And, And maybe that's the hard work no one wants to do.
0: Yeah, you know, I hope that this, um, this former academic, the author of the article, I hope that she's getting some positive engagement with people through that being that she put her work out to the public. That signifies to me that she's not opposed to receiving feedback on it. And so Mm -hmm. I hope that that's opening the door to have some of these conversations, excuse me, to have some of these conversations that are. Important to have when you get that unpleasant feel. Well, you get the pleasant surprise of learning that you are mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, because that to me is my favorite outcome when that happens, my favorite outcome, when I find out that I was wrong about something that I thought I just knew like the back of my hand is getting to learn that, no, actually there are other ways that this can be done. Here's one of them. And here's why this works. And here are the other options that you never even saw because all you knew was your one way. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that. That's helpful. And I also do enjoy the concept of intellectual humility. It reminds me of something that I also read about um, Mark Manson's. uh, The second book was everything is fucked, but the first one was uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck.
1: Did you read that? I I think um, what's interesting is how many people who have recommended to me to read that book really <laughs> <laughs> like, because I think I give a lot of fucks and maybe I have to learn not to
0: yeah well okay so here's what I will say about but both of those books were spectacular and the reason why I enjoy his writing so much is because he's very matter of fact in the way that he explains that hey all of this stuff that you think you're right about you're actually wrong about it. Like, you don't know any of it unless you've actually experienced it. But even then, that's only your perspective. And you're going to have a better time if you can just go through life, assuming that you're wrong, because then you get to learn more, you get to uh, be humble, you know, you get the benefits of those things, rather than having to lose your time and your energy. And one example that he made um, and I don't want to butcher this. I, I always do. I always get nervous when I start talking about books with people because I'm like, oh, crap. I'm not going to remember all of the details correctly. Let me look this up. There was, okay. I think it was a Vietnamese soldier who hid out in the jungle for like 26 years. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this story? Because it's, it's quite. Oh, oh wait. No, I have. Yeah, you I had have. Idea that, the war, that it was over yeah and they were trying to like drop packets because they thought that there was like a whole army of these men out in the jungle but it was really just like him it was him and like three other people but then they kind of all fell off and he was the last stronghold 26 years they tried dropping pamphlets to let this man know that the, the war is over and was that vietnam
1: I thought that that was actually older. I thought that that was a Japanese soldier.
0: Maybe it was. Okay. I, and see, I always butcher details, like I said, but. um, I could be wrong. We, uh, you know,
1: and that's the the purpose right now. I could be wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Okay. Here he is. Hiro Onoda spent 29 years hiding out in the Philippines until his former commander traveled from Japan to formally relieve him from duty by Order of Emperor Shawa in 1974. So yeah, he served, I mean, the war ended in 45, but he served until 1974. And so, but but Mark Manson uses his story as an example of why you really need to open your mind up to the idea that you could be wrong. Not to di- discredit this, this man's story at all, because that is quite remarkable. That is incredible loyalty and devotion to your country. Mm-hmm. But bruh, you could have ended that a long time ago if you would have just picked up the pamphlet and read it and walked to the nearest village and asked somebody (laughs) something. And so, you know, I, uh, that was the message that I got from that. And, um, you know, so I, me too, I'm trying to, I mean, I have conviction and I definitely have beliefs that I hold strongly to, but anytime I get that pinch that, that says that maybe there's something else here, I have now made it a point to say, okay, hold on. Now we've got to explore that and figure out exactly what that is for the purpose of just not being ignorant.
1: I, I think th- there's, there's that desire. Maybe that's something that drives someone like you and, 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 and me that um, we don't want to be ignorant. We consider ourselves uh, you know, scholars, academics. Mm-hmm um, and, and such. I, I think both of us strive to be good citizens and, and, and everything. Um, so th- there's that. I have though in, in, if I look back at the times I have been wrong, um, in recognizing I was wrong, I was able to take corrective action. And at least that outcome was better for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I've held too firmly that I wasn't wrong about something. I I actually, I'm here's, here's anyone who's ever fought with me. Okay. So Mm -hmm. there, anyone who's listening, who's ever fought with me, you know, how, how deep I dig in, you know, I am, extremely stubborn. You know that I can go months, if not years, not speaking to someone over a disagreement. And that's very small and petty of me. And I know that. Um, But in spite, then please also know that I have many times uh, had to face the fact that I am wrong. And each time I'm actually grateful that I'm no longer going down that path or mm-hmm. thinking incorrectly. And on a very small level, I'm one of those people, I absolutely love crossword puzzles. And why do I love them? Because if I step away for, for one moment and come back to a, to a question, a particular a, a particular question that stumped me, all of a sudden I have the answer and it's obvious or the letters filled in and it's so obvious if it were a snake, it could have bitten me. And I, I hit myself off the side of the head and I say, "Ah, oh, how did I not see that? And I chuckle and I recognize and it's in those moments. I feel fantastic. There's like a new connection in my brain. I recognize I was wrong about that. But that one, that kind of recognition that I get is it gives me hope. What else am I wrong about? (laughs) What are, what other answers are eluding me because my mindset is incorrect.
0: Right.
1: You know, so that, that does give me hope. And, and I think back to, um, this Dean, this former Dean who wrote that and how it has to be painful to confront it. I do wonder how many of my decisions have hurt other people. Mm -hmm. I've certainly let people go. I've certainly let students, I've, I've certainly dismissed students, um i have certainly um changed my mind and helped someone that maybe maybe i shouldn't have helped maybe i ended up crippling them in some way without realizing that all of that is possible so i understand her pain and thinking about that um and th- that's one thing but maybe in being able to accept that it there are going to be painful moments you can't get it right. There are no easy answers. Something like sexual assault on campus, that's so complicated.
0: We're especially, all going to be... Especially when you consider that the context under which this has all been taking place, like women really haven't had very much by way of advocacy for themselves. And so she probably thought that she was swinging the pendulum back in the right direction to over course correct for all of this wrongdoing. And in a way, she wasn't entirely wrong about that. But okay, now now, now we've created another reason that the pendulum has to swing back because, uh, and I just think that that's like a perpetual cycle.
1: It is. And I, when I read that article, uh, when I read her her current one, I walked away saying. Um, you know, I left academia too, because I tried so hard and I worked so hard. And I know people like you who have worked so hard. We did everything in our power. And yet there was also at the same time, a lot that was evil. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was only so much we can do. And it was just so frustrating. And hearing and reading her story and recognizing these problems are so big. There are no solutions. There are no easy solutions. We can chip away at them. But if we ever tell ourselves, well, I solved that one. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you haven't. (laughs) Let's see how it works. And let's see if we can just keep Fine tuning it, fine tuning it, fine tuning it, fine tuning it, until we've learned enough about ourselves and each other, and we can um, find better ways of being and not hurting each other. But I, I think we're we're inevitably damned. Um, that's that's part of human nature. I can't solve everything. We can talk about the we can talk about uh, climate change.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: and um, we can do it till we're blue in in the face. Um, And I think a lot of our inaction is not wanting to make things worse. But now it's like, you know what, we should try some things. And if we make things worse, let's course correct. We have to just keep adjusting. Um, Let's talk about the covid You know, how are we going to handle this? We've got, you know, people for very good reason not trusting. Um, We've got other people for not very good reasons not trusting. Mm -hmm. We've got, uh, and we've got the opposite side. No one is without fault. Right. You know, we should all question our assumptions, question our biases, and try to find some. What is what's the path of least damage? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to say it that cynically, but, but maybe holding on or never holding anything so firmly. No, don't let anything become so part of my identity that I can't possibly think the other way Yeah. or, 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 or humor the thought that I may be wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great note to end on actually.
1: I know we went from, we went from this striking story, uh, which is this, um, to see over time how someone changed their mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and recognizing this, this applies not just academia, academia. I think it's just life in general yeah. that we are many times going to be confronted with it. And maybe we should question why we are more soldier than we are scout.
0: Mm-hmm. Most definitely.
1: So I've not spent 29 years in the jungle.
0: <laughs> yeah, <please. How> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing this with me today. I enjoyed well, talking you with for... you as always.
1: She's chatting with me about this. And here we are on our um what are we are the recovering academics. Yep, and that's all us. the other recovering academics out there. Cheers.
0: Yes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you.